prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome, everybody, to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. We have a stacked show for you today. Not only am I here, Chops, the best, most favorite Legend of Retro host, the original, we have the second original, Mr. Xander with us. Hi, I'm not always able to make it, so this is a recording. (laughs) Right, yeah, I forgot, we have him on a soundboard, we just had him record a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Craig WK. You got that right. (laughs) Yo! And the glitch. I'm glitch man, but you can call me handsome. Oh God! Please leave! <laughs> please leave! I regret that. <laughs> That's funny, Craig. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. How are everybody doing? Good. It's been a good. bit. We've all been together. It's, it's, it's been 83 years. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Well. If there's any game that's going to bring us all together, it's a Mega Man game. <laughs> so today we are talking about Mega Man 8 for the PlayStation. Yeah, and unfortunately, of all the Mega Man games that could have brought us together, it had to be this one. <laughs> <laughs> Released by Capcom for the PlayStation in January of 1997, this action platformer stars the Blue Bomber as he attempts to help a robot who came from space named Duo thwart the evil Dr. Wily as the madman attempts to harness eldritch power from beyond the stars. I didn't see that part of the description on Wikipedia. Uh, eldritch power beyond the stars? This... Have you reloaded it since Craig added that? Oh, no. <laughs> I re- refresh it a few times. It'll pop in. Oh, okay. We're going to make some changes. So, uh, the, the thing that I think we need to well, first off, let's let's go slow with this. How did everyone first play Mega Man Eight? I uh, I bought it from a friend uh, and played it on PlayStation, and I thought, "Wow, this is neat." And then I played it more, and I thought, "Oh no, this is this is this is not that great." But it's still Mega Man. <laughs> it's like they say, like you know, even even bad pizza is still pretty good. That's, uh, that's kind of how I feel about this game. It's like it's. Yeah. It's not great. It's probably my least favorite of the original Mega Man series, um, but it's still Mega Man, so I'm okay with it. So I remember renting this game, not owning it as a kid. Uh, I definitely played it, and uh, when my wife and I were first dating, uh, we were, her mother-in-law would have me come over and play video games. So we went to one of the like second-hand stores that sold video games and found the copy of this, and I bought it. And I went to their house and played it. And I don't remember as a kid this being as bad voice acting as it was. But uh, her and her family really enjoyed making fun of all the characters as I played through this game. It's the best way to enjoy a bad game. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with Xander. It's, 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 it's still Mega Man. Uh, but yeah, I rented this game. Uh, I never owned it. And every time I rented it, I think, man, I should own this game. Like, this is a good one. And then I get to the, like, uh, uh, like, Wiley Stage 1, the, uh, the... Jump, jump, slide, slide. Uh, jump, jump. 
And then I get angry and upset, and I remember, oh, yeah, no, this game has issues. And also the voice acting yeah. is horrible. I I own this game on PlayStation because I my brother and I have a history of we've beaten all Mega Man games one through six at the time. We didn't own seven. Um, and so I was like, oh, a new Mega Man game. Like, I'm so excited for this. It is 1997. I am 10 years old. I'm pretty sure I, I played this when I was 10. And I was upset. <laughs> but... <laughs> Chops, I have a question. Did you first buy it, or did you first play it a certain way from a video game store? No, I think we got it. I think we got it legit immediately. Oh, pretty sure it was a gift. Um, and yeah, m- memories like haunted memories of Blue <laughs> Man stage with that jump, jump, slide, slide. <laughs> yes, just like don't leave me, and they come and go. Almost like, almost like a phantom limb kind of scenario, you know. Like it, you think it's there, but it's not. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's very bad. Yeah, it's uh, the the game has issues. It, it, I think it goes without saying that it is the weakest link of the the mainline Mega Man games, and, and it's a shame because Mega Man Seven altered things from the the NES style, you know? And a lot of people weren't a fan of that. But I still think that it is a solid game there. And somehow the the art is fine in Mega Man 8, but there's something weirdly small about Mega Man. You would... Yeah, he looks tiny, and, and there's just a drastic difference, I think, between him and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like, even the enemies seem large compared to him. And I don't know if it's because he's so small or they just like 10% increase the sprite size of every enemy. I yeah, think it's... the weird thing is that his appendages are large. So like he's mm-hmm. got really big feet and like really big hands and his head is a little bobbly, but his body is really tiny. So it's also kind of like looks awkward in comparison to everything else. Yeah. It's like they took all those classic um, drawings of Mega Man where he's like jumping and his arm is like way out. Like, oh, that must be how big his hand is, even though we're... <laughs> Not taking into, you know... Perspective. Yeah, it's like a forced perspective kind of thing. Like, oh, his hand is obviously giant, so let's animate it like that. Yeah, it's it's a really odd game in the, the lineup of the system. And, I mean, the... The plot itself, like, Chops kind of made fun of the fact that, like, it this isn't on the Wikipedia. But that's the plot. Like, like it is. robots come from space, duo who was originally apparently supposed to be made by Dr. Cossack, mm-hmm. which would have been awesome, honestly. They booted that plot out, and then they made the evil energy from space that Dr. Wily is trying to, like, harness. And, I mean, yeah, that, that's fine. It's a Mega Man game. It doesn't have to have, like, a, a, a super-involved plot by any stretch of the imagination. But it's just weird. Yeah. It's just weird all around. And then they threw in, like, anime cutscenes, which should be cool. But none of them really add much. And the voice acting is just so bad. Well, one of the biggest problems is, you know, 7, I think, made some changes to gameplay, which really improved it. Like, you could switch to your weapons without having to go into a menu. I just think the change from 7 to 8, technology was so much better faster bigger it was a big change in technology but the game was essentially the same 
the same, but somehow I don't feel quite as good. Yeah. Also, uh, the Mega Ball is the dumbest item in any Mega Man game ever. Bar none. You can jump off of it. Dumbest or most broken? It's pretty broken. Like, yeah. if you can figure out how to use that thing, it's a pretty busted it's, weapon. It's probably yeah. the most useful slash powerful tool in the game ever. And if it's you a take ball. the time to figure it out. <laughs> and it's a yeah. ball. I mean, this that was just marketing for the soccer game, right? Oh, maybe it was. It's just a commercial for <laughs> Mega Man Soccer found within Mega Man 8. That would be yeah, great. That's, honestly, that's what I thought it was. Like if when I first played, I was like, "It's just it's like an exploding soccer ball." Okay, cool. And then it didn't have until years later when I was playing um, Battle Network because they took the sprite animation of the ball, and in Battle Network, it's like a a weapon, like a grenade weapon. Um, and I was like, "Oh, it's an actual explosive device that he's kicking." Huh. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's an unassuming yeah. weapon. And then in the speed run, it's broken. I just think it's funny that they give you this weapon, like here, here, take this weapon at the beginning of the game. And the speedrunner, speedrun community is like, yeah. So they give you the best game, best weapon in the game right at the start, which is awesome. It's kind of like playing Mega Man Two and fighting Metal Man right away. Yeah, yeah, basically, uh, the Metal Man weapon in Mega Man Two is super broken, but at least you have to fight a boss to get it. In this. You come to a giant hermit crab robot on Dr. Wily's starting island, and, and, and that's it. It's just like, here, yeah, Mega Man, take a ball. And it's like, <laughs> what? What What did you say? Oh, a ball. Okay, I get it. A ball. I heard you like soccer. <laughs> I saw, uh, what? I don't understand. What are you saying? Mega Man, I was at the video store, and I saw there was a Mega Man soccer game. It was a ball for you to play with. <laughs> I didn't. I only caught like every other word. Is that should that be the case? Uh, I don't understand what the problem is. Problem? What? Why can't you understand why I thought? I didn't realize that. So, all right, we're we're taught we're bad mouthing the the uh, the voice acting. Let's go ahead and just get it out of the way. Let's play uh, a scene from the game that is the legitimate voice acting. That they went with. This is what they decided on. This is how they decided to put, or this is what they put into the game. Let's. It's like thirty something seconds. Let's give it a listen. What do you make of these? These seems to be energy resources, but I've never seen this type on Earth. I don't know where this energy came from, but. And that let it fall into Dr. Wowie's hands. <laughs> you must recover all the energy immediately, Mega Man. But where is Dr. Wiley? That's a good question. We may be able to locate another energy emission from the radar room. When we find that meteor, we'll find Dr. Wowie. So. So. Hang, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Very, very quiet. I'm hunting robot masters. <laughs> it is a very I, Elmer Fudd yeah. voice. I figured it out, guys. I figured it out. What? Do you want me to tell you what I figured out? What you I do. 
why uh, Dr. Light, this whole time, we we have not known this, why he's a mad genius is he has a subtle alcohol problem, and he's been drunk in every game, but we just haven't known it until now when they're actually allowing him to have animated cutscenes and we hear him speak, and he's just drunk out of his mind. So he does... He does sound a little bit like Bobby Moynihan's drunk uncle from Saturday Night Live. Absolutely. Where he's like slurring his words. Like, that's just like I told you, Mega Man. He reminds me a little bit of the clergyman from Princess Bride. The So the thing that annoys me the most is the fact that he messes up lines and stutters and you if you're really listening you can tell where he makes mistakes mm-hmm. and goes to say the wrong thing and that's right, what they right, right, right. put in the game if, anyway if you're really listening you don't even need to really listen <laughs> it just right. happens i so i just look i just mean I say... that the the emphasis that everyone puts on in making fun of the voice acting is the elmer fudd voice and yes, yes. that's a, a bad voice for this character for sure uh but really, it's the quality of that voice acting is the big deal, less so than the bad idea for a voice. Yes. Did any of you guys there... look up the voice actor? That's no. what I was, that's what I was just going to ask. So it's uh, Jack Evans is the voice actor of Dr. Light. Okay, well, that blows my other theory that it's a it's a um, old Japanese man who just learned English and is still having trouble with the L's and R's. Mm-hmm. And he only had one other credit in a video game. And that was Pepsi Man. Like he was, he was Pepsi Man. He's uh, the the guy you talked to during the cutscene. So like t- truck drivers, firemen, things like that. He wow. he did the voice for those characters. I uh, he's clearly not a a good voice actor. Like that's that's, and I'm sure if he I had more takes, the credit of a voice actor. I think he was just there. <laughs> He was the actual Pepsi vendor that came to the studio. <laughs> I, uh, hello, I have your Pepsi. Uh, you're in. Hi, no, I'm, my name is Jack. I'm here for a voice recording for Pepsi Man. We're recording Mega Man. What's the difference? <laughs> uh, good enough. Get in here. You're hired. He's got or, a good point. You worry what a Pepsi contest. <laughs> They're both blue, aren't they? Uh, yeah, he has us there. They're both blue? Uh, we can see the whole episode just talking about this one guy. Uh, but we gotta talk about the rest of the game. So, um, it's in the vein of, of Mega Man 7, like we said, with the graphics, updated graphics, updated sprites. Uh, I absolutely, I'm, I'm granted, Mega Man aside, he looks weird and awkward. But I love the sprite work of the enemies and of the robot masters. I think they look really, really good. I now, will say, didn't. Oh, go ahead, Craig. I was just gonna say, I will say the robot master designs in this game. Some of them are like the best of the series. Like yes. I love Swordman's look. Uh, oh yeah, the Goo Man look cool. weird but cool. Um, Blizzard is it Blizzard Man, right? Yeah. Uh, he, he. Oh yeah, Frostman. He just, I love like the subtle, like igloo pieces that are in his body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say though, Ken- Kenji Inafune, he didn't do the artwork for this because he was the producer at the time, right? 
Yeah, they asked him to step aside. Well, so the one of the other creators left, I think, at the time this game was being developed, and so they had him step in as like more of a production producer role, yeah. and really pulled him away from being the artist on it because he had been the artist in so many other games. So it allowed him to have more of a higher level overview of the building of a Mega Man game. Yeah, it was Fujiwara who left. Uh, yeah. Now, Craig, do you remember what he left to go do? Oh, what did uh, Capcom to go start? Uh, well, refresh my memory. What was that? It, it was Whoopi Camp, the uh, the company that made Tamba. Oh yeah, basically, basically defunct after Tamba Two failed. Oh, it's such a shame. That deserved it so much better. Uh, I know because he, he he led all of them from like two to seven, and kind of everything in between that too. Couple things to note. It's interesting that Keiji Inafune is hailed as like the father of Mega Man, and like oh he's so the guy who did Mega Man. But really, he didn't get a very big role in a Mega Man game, aside from art, until this game. And Mega Man 8 is arguably the worst of the mainline Mega Man games. That's not a good sign for Mighty Number no. 9, right? Right. Uh, but right. also, uh, I thought it was interesting that Sony originally wasn't going to have this game. They were shooting it down. Uh, the only... Because it wasn't 3D, they weren't having it. Until they found out that Sega's Sega Saturn was going to get it. And then they went, no, 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 give it to us too. We want exclusive rights. And so uh, the, the 10th anniversary booklet came with the PlayStation version of yeah. Mega Man 10. Uh, but yeah, uh, a 2D Mega Man was originally not going to come out, according to Sony. And then, of course, they changed their tune when they thought a competitor would get a hold of Mega Man. It's also interesting because it's the first like mainline Mega Man to not be on a Nintendo platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nintendo so did not that, get a hold of eight until yeah, I'm surprised until the anniversary collection. Yes, anniversary collections exactly. Uh, um, which, I, which I played uh, so that's how I've played this game mostly is on the anniversary collection. And every now and then I like come back to it. I'm like, you know, I think I'm gonna. I'm thinking I'm going to play Mega Man 8 and finally beat this. And, and I'm like, oh, look up the boss orders. I'm like, oh, okay, Frostman or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'll start with him. And uh, then I get that jump, jump, slide, slide. And then I'm, so then I'm like, ah, crap. I don't remember why I stopped playing this game. Because, and, and I mean, granted, I love long and long Mega Man levels and having them a lot of variety and, and uniqueness to their play. But that level is just is just too long with that second set of snowboard, we'll call it, section. Because it, it just, it's the worst thing to have right before the boss, honestly. Yes. Uh, it, it's very frustrating because it's all about you memorizing it and having quick reactions. And that's fine. But the thing is, is like, that's not the standard Mega Man style. And so the fact that you have seven other Mega Man games that didn't have this kind of stuff. Well, and granted that you already have a rush that you can ride on. Like, why do you have to have a separate piece in the game of something you can ride on? Yeah. Because it was the late 90s and snowboarding was awesome. That's true. That was a big thing back then. Uh, yeah. Now, here's yeah, a question. Sonic snowboarded. Here's a question for you guys. Of the bosses, we have Tengu Man, Frost Man, Grenade Man, Clown Man, Aquaman, Sword Man, Search Man, and Astro Man. My favorite is definitely Sword Man. Uh, I think he just looks awesome, and his level's all right, but mostly he just looks awesome. Uh, what are your guys' favorite ro uh, Robot Master from this game? 
Uh, so I like Swordman stage actually a lot. I love that it's kind of like a puzzle setup. Like you have to go to the four different rooms to unlock the area. Um, and uh, yeah, as far as bosses, he he's I love his voice. He's probably one of my favorite ones because he's very like humble. I am Swordman. I will do my best. Yeah, Swordman's real cool. Right. He's very polite before he tries to kill you. <laughs> just for like me, I am. For me, I love the look and feel of Frostman. I just think his, the, especially with like ice or water based enemies in Mega Man games, they go all in on stereotypes or like to make it obvious that they're a ice or water character, which I Chops, love. Give us a give us a Frostman. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll beat uh, you. I'll make a popsicle of you. Yeah, his his voice That's, is awful. I would say Frostman's awesome if I didn't hear his voice. Right. <laughs> it means nothing to me. Um, but my favorite weapon, though, has to go to Astro Man. Because you just rain <laughs> meteors down on the screen. That's sweet. It, rem- it reminds me of Marvel vs. Capcom when you would play as Magneto and just like summon a giant meteor at the person. Uh, how about for you, Xander? What is uh, your favorite robot master from this game? So I'm partial to Astro Man and Tengu Man, mostly because of my love for them in Mega Man and Base. Mm-hmm. I think both of them have a really cool design. I think Astro Man just like looks cool. Um, but I also have a soft spot in my heart for, uh, for Clown Man. It's a, it's a, um, I don't want to say a risky play on their part, but like, it's, it, it, I guess it is like a, a risk that pays off, like the look of Clown Man and the idea of a clown robot. Creepy. You put it out there, it's creepy, but it, it packages well. I will say, uh, of all the, ro- the weirder robot masters, you know, some of them you can never imagine why they would exist in in any world, let alone this robot world. But like Clown Man, it's like, oh, okay, he like works at an amusement park circus thing. Yeah, that they would make a clown robot. Yeah, that stands to reason. Uh, you know, other robot masters are so outlandish that it's like, what? Like who 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 would ever design a robot like this? Tango uh, Man, for example. I. Kinda. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, uh, if you need a, a robot master to be in charge of, like, air and planes and flying, and that creator happens to be Japanese and has a love of the, uh, you know, mythology and folklore of Japan, okay, yeah, Tengu Man, sure, all right, that's not as crazy of a stretch as others, I suppose. Uh, so, according to the uh, updated edition of the Robot Master Field Guide, Ooh. Clown Man is another robot stolen by Dr. Wily for the purpose of being converted for battle. His original function was to serve as an amusement park attraction. His small, light body and flexible, extending arms allow him to be skilled a skilled acrobat, though on occasion he will get tangled up in his arms. So this isn't even a, a if technically, a Dr. Wily design as much as it is a Dr. Wily modification. Are these are all of these robot robots still Doctor Light creations in this game? Because I know at some point they like kind of shift from Light creations to Wily creations, right? Well, it has a Wily number, um, and this this book, the Robot Master Field Guide, does denote who created the robot, and some of them are listed as uh, combinations of Light and Wily. Hmm. Oh. But uh, in this in this field guide, Clown Man is. Uh, 
marked as being a Wiley original. With this, with the exception of the fact that the first paragraph says he was stolen by Wiley. Yeah, right. <laughs> and modified. I mean, I guess if if you're a jerk and you're Doctor Wiley, who is a jerk, uh, and you steal a robot and you go to put down the serial number, yeah, why wouldn't you make it your own? You're Doctor Wiley. You don't care. You're a jerk. Can you look at the written by in that book? Does it does that field guide written by Doctor Wiley? Hmm. I don't think it actually has a uh, a writing credit. Just a Wiley symbol. Oh. <laughs> the, the Udon crew is what it says. Sounds Wiley to me. Very Sounds Wiley. Wiley indeed. So who has beaten this game? Because I don't think I ever got past like Wiley stage one or two. Well, the trick the trick about this game, and it and it and it shares the same thing that I feel Mega Man One suffers from, is the fact that there are no E tanks. For whatever reason, two through seven, E tanks. Eight, nah, get them out of here. Oh, that's Nine, right. E tanks. It's <laughs> so weird. That's like, I mean, that's not as weird as not putting in sliding, but I feel like I don't know. E tanks was revolutionary for the difficulty of the game. Yeah. So that it makes the later Wily stages more difficult, and the fact that when you um, when you die at the final Wily form, you uh, you have to then go back and if I'm not mistaken, you have to fight all the eight robot masters again and then fight Wily. Oof. So it's a really long, drawn out process. And that's without you mean like dying or game overing? Game over. So you can oh, save okay. in this game. It you was can like, save in this game, but yeah. it will still put you back at the beginning of that Wily stage, which technically has the the Robot Master refight, and then you fight Wily. And I think that might be one of the reasons. And I know like you can still use like passcodes and stuff in the previous games, but I mean the fact that there's no E tanks, but you can save, I think, kind of evens out for me. I would I would be willing to say that if Doctor Wily didn't deal so much damage. Oh, he does. Yeah, because I so I didn't beat this when I was a kid, but I definitely beat it when I played at my in laws. And uh, I remember I had to do the the Wily fight like several times. Craig, have you ever made it to the, to the end of this game? Uh, I the the crown jewel in my uh, 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 Mega Man victory collection is Mega Man Seven, but certainly not Eight. And do you remember why Mega Man Seven felt like such a victory? Because that final boss was so hard. Yeah, it was super difficult. Copied and pasted. It's the same. Essentially, they just ganked it. What? The Wily Orb that disappears and comes out and has, like, four different ways that it can attack you? Yeah, same thing. That is so cheap! They just copy and paste it from the last game. More or less. Man, that's that's so disheartening to think that... <laughs> that feasibly, if I could get to the end of 8, I could beat it because I beat 7. Yeah, but you beat 7 with, with E-Tanks. That's true, I did. <laughs> and special tanks and weapon yeah. tanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, thank you. And also in seven, you could get unlimited amount of bolts to purchase all your items. Whereas this one, it's a set number. Oh yeah. So you have to is. like pick and choose what items you want to buy from roll. You have to you know be smart about what you decide to buy. That's just so hostile to the user, especially when seven was so much more user friendly. Yeah, and that's, I think, what, what 8 suffers from the most, is, like, there was a steady progression, and then you just poop right back down to 8 for some reason, and then, like, 
Oh, we so had all these cool things in the other games that you just got rid of for some reason. Since 8, and you had that shaky release of a new Mega Man mainline series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after 8, we didn't have anything, which, <laughs> go figure, uh, Keiji Inafune gets a hold of a Mega Man game, <laughs> it craps out, and then suddenly he's the father <laughs> of Mega Man? That's some, that's some real well, hype it, spinning, if you ask me. We did get Mega Man in base. So there's true. that. That's true. Although we technically didn't get it for five years after, or yeah, about five years after it originally well, released. So, so what is when did Mega Man and Base release in regards to this game? So it, this game came out in um, 2000, or sorry, not 1997, right? Uh, yeah, 97. Yep. So we got it in America in 1997. We didn't get Mega Man and Base until March of 2003. And that yeah, was on so the I, GBA, though, not the Super Nintendo. That was on the Game Boy Advance, right. It was released in Japan on the Super Nintendo in 1998. I had no context of who who the heck base was when I played this game. No context. Oh this yeah, is pre, this is pre-internet era where you can just find anything you want on the internet, and I'm just like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, I want to know more about him. And then you don't see him. Like, you see him in the beginning, and that's it, basically. Yeah, Pretty that's about it. Yeah, that's a shame because he he's kind of cool. He's angsty, but he's a cool character. Yeah, it's funny how much how much people think of base as being like this this Mega Man character who's like he's like his rival and all this and he didn't show up until Mega Man 7 and didn't really do much after that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I guess he did show up in 7, but I didn't play 7 because I didn't have right. Super yeah. Nintendo. We um, try to but, forgive you that trespass, but thank you. <laughs> but then Ace became really cool for me in the Battle Network series. Mm-hmm. He took on a whole different kind of persona. Well, yeah, I mean, Base, when you look at Base's design from the Battle Network series, it's like it looks awesome. He I looks super some, cool. I somewhere have an action figure of base from, from base, Battle Network. It's a robot in a duster. Like, come on. That's yep. awesome. Oh. No, he's he's super cool. Speaking of toys and bringing it back into Mega Man 8, uh, Xander, did you... Am I crazy, or did you own the action figure or model of uh, Swordman? I did, yep. I thought you did. I, uh, I was trying to think of earlier. I was like, man, I thought Xander had that, and you didn't bring it up. And I was like... Shoot, did he have it, or am I crazy? I'm so glad you did. Yeah, I had that. I had a uh, a vial from Mega Man 3. Not like a vial, like a beaker, as you guys were saying I had earlier. Um, but like <laughs> Dr. Vava, if you will, from Mega Man X. I had that that model, and uh, I think I had another random Mega Man one, but it wasn't anything great. But yeah, the, the Swordman one was really cool. Yeah, I remember being jealous of that one. Especially because the only Mega Man stuff I had were the old uh, uh, mid-90s action figures that were real crummy. Uh, that makes you feel any better. I bought it from that GameStop uh, or GameSpot, whatever that, that import shop was that was, uh, you know, oh, yeah. always oh, super expensive. I remember that store. So I, I definitely paid probably three times what it was actually worth to get. Yeah, so. you probably did. The GameStop, wasn't it? I think, so GameStop is what we have now. I think it was GameSpot. I think so. I do believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the game spot. Spot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's long uh, since closed down now. Yeah. yeah, that that's that store's been gone at least probably fifteen years now. That's a that's a, a local import shop here in the uh, mm. the Detroit area. Or Garden well, City I, to be specific. I don't think it's still around, is it? No. No, that's cool. why I said yeah. it's been gone for about fifteen years. Oh, I'm a temper, sorry. I <laughs> <laughs> Any other uh, thoughts on Mega Man Eight? I mean, is there anything else we need to touch? We all we all kind of agree that it's, it's the weak point. <laughs> yeah, it's got some it's got some cool. Yeah. It's got uh, you charm. Know, 
it's got good intentions, but it just misses the mark. Is there any uh, uh, speedrun info or glitch stuff uh, that's interesting? All right, so I found a bunch of Easter egg stuff. Uh, so one of them is in Clown Man stage. Uh, you can see like toys of Iceman, Cutman, Gutsman throughout the entire stage. That's cool. And also at the beginning of Clown Man stage, there's that archway with the clown face on it. If you kick the ball into its mouth, it'll give you a free guy. Really? Yep. That's kind of fun. And then um, something we can probably mention a little bit in the music, because I know we're we're going to play a, a Sega Saturn track, but in the Sega Saturn version, you have two mini-bosses that aren't in the PlayStation version, which where you face Cutman and Woodman. Oh, that's cool. Um, the Sega Saturn version is actually pretty rare, too. Uh, right now, it's going for about 500 bucks on eBay. Oh. So if you if you have a copy, definitely That's... hold on to it. Or if you want to flip it, now's the time to do it. Man. That's bananas. Um, and then the one last thing is the being that, fight, that fights Duo at the beginning of the game wasn't ever really given a name until years later in 2011 when Archie Comics did the Mega Man series. They named it Trio. So oh, that like duo forced, and trio. yeah, duo and trio. So the, that fight at the beginning where duo and the other creature fall to earth, it was never given a name, but they called it trio. I mean, well, that duo, stands a reason. Duo is in the Robot Master Field Guide, but not trio. Shame. So unofficial. No one cares about your Archie comics. <laughs> Get out. Oh, those comics are cool, though. Have you guys seen those? They're they're, they're gorgeous looking. I own a handful of them. I, I bought nice. them for a while. Uh, um. Yeah, Chuck, the, what about speedrun? Yeah, for speedrunning, I have the first place any percent run. Um, person is Orsa in 50 minutes and 27 seconds. And uh, most of the runs are played on the PlayStation 2 just because it's a little bit smoother of a system. As with most PlayStation 1 games, they're they're pretty much played on the PS2. Also because it's easier, I think, to capture footage from a PS2. But uh, it's... The, the crux of the speedrun is utilization of Rush as a motorcycle and the the bomb, the, the power bomb or whatever it's called. The, the ball? Thing you kick. Ball, yeah. The mega um, ball? Mega ball, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, because you use that to, one, kill enemies, but also jump over a whole bunch of stuff. And um, there's also tricks with using, like, because you can swap weapons mid attack combining weapons together. So like using something to like tornado hold um, and you jump into it and then you swing the flame sword and like, like you can, you can do some kind of combos with, with your weapons. Yeah. And the only thing they purchased from roll is the hyper slide, which you don't get until after beating the first four bosses where you don't have access to it. And uh, that makes their movement a lot faster. Interesting. It's it's weird though. Like I don't know about you guys, but like it feels like it's in slow motion, right? This game. A little like, bit. There's a lot of the, yeah. There's a lot of animation a lot with, to the movement. Yeah, I was gonna say that the animation makes him look like he should be running a lot faster. Yeah. Okay. That's not just me. I get that feeling too, and I think I get that in seven as well. Yeah, seven's not a, a super fast game, but I feel like at least the animation doesn't make it's, you feel like it should be faster. Yeah, it's not as egregious as Mega Man 8. Yeah, yeah it's just weird. It, it throws me off when I play it. It's like he's running on roller skates and not actually gaining any momentum. He's just like, 
Yeah, it's Barely. almost like his feet. It's almost like the bottom of his feet are just flat pieces of metal. Hmm. Just running on ice. Well, guys, what do you say we uh, take a brief pause, hear a word from one of our partners, and then we jump into the music? You mean jump, jump into the music? Slide, slide. Into a park. Imagine being stuck in a room for days, far from your friends and family while feeling sick and scared. Now, imagine being in that same room, but having access to online gaming, virtual reality, 3D printing, Lego robotics, and the ability to create your own Twitch channel. At CSMOT Children's Hospital, we use video game technology to improve our patients' lives and help them reach their therapeutic goals. But we can't do it without your help. Every device and interaction provided to our patients is paid for by the thoughtful donations of gamers like you. If you want to help, then go to tiltify.com slash mottchildren. That's T-I-L-T-I-F-Y dot com slash M-O-T-T children. There, you can make a one-time donation, or if you're a content creator, learn how to stream for Mott. So if you want to help other gamers like you, please visit tiltify.com slash mottchildren and play for the little victors. So the music for uh, Mega Man 8 was composed by uh, Shusaku Uchiyama, who also worked on Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 4, and Devil May Cry 4, as well as some other uh, uh, Resident Evil like side games. And uh, apparently he's uh, one of the one of or maybe the composer working on Resident Evil Village uh, 8, which is uh, uh, coming out what in 2021. I think so. I believe so. Uh, we have a, a selection of uh, stage or, or of themes here, I should say. Uh, so first up is a, uh, a fairly short one. This is the stage select theme from Mega Man 8. Uh, let's go ahead and give this a listen. simple uh but it, for some reason it's real catchy to me mm-hmm. yeah i like i like it i could i feel like um i've been known just to put on songs that have like those weird youtube versions where they're uh nine hours of the same song over and over <laughs> again i could listen to this song for nine hours over and over again yeah nine hours i should be able to handle that not go too insane i uh, next up though uh, we have, uh, from Mega Man 8, Grenade Man's theme. Let's go ahead and give this a listen. <laughs>
rather enjoy uh, Grenade Man's theme. It's got a... Go ahead. I just say the bass slaps. Yeah, the bass is good. Just overall, it doesn't... A lot of these songs are more of like a... Like Mega Man's Coffee House to me. Atmosphere. Yeah, they're they're good, but they're not they're not memorable. Yeah, like that's, that's I don't think when I hear it. that song, I don't think grenades, man, that's awesome. I just like okay, this is interesting. Like every other, I feel like a lot of Robot Master themes are somehow connected to that character, or you can like picture that world. And maybe it's because a lot of Mega Man Eight stages kind of look the same, and I, I don't know. I just none of the music sticks out, with the exception of like one or two characters the songs don't stick out as like, this is definitely this character's theme song. Yeah, if you played Grenade Man for me and asked me which robot master it was for, I... Play Needle Man. Needle Man? Uh, I don't think I would uh, uh, be able to uh, uh, guess. For like any, aside from like maybe Clown Man. Clown Man has a pretty memorable theme song. Yeah. Uh, But that's about it. I... But next up, this is uh, interesting. I didn't know this until we were preparing for this episode. Uh, Xander let me know. Uh, We're going to listen to the theme of Tengu Man. Now, Tengu Man's theme is apparently different in the Sega Saturn version. Uh, So let's go ahead and listen to the Sega Saturn version of Tengu Man's theme. version yeah it's a lot more energetic i feel like is the whole soundtrack different no it's it's literally just that song and the inclusion of the Cutman theme and woodman theme for when you fight those mini bosses oh okay it's, yep. yeah it, it's really good and that woodman theme sounds amazing too if you guys get a chance to check it out uh, yeah it's pretty good the uh, uh the next up we have uh the the final song we're going to play this is the theme of bass or forte uh as he's known in japan uh let's go ahead and give this a listen (laughs) 
like, and this might sound harsh, but I feel like the theme of bass is kind of how I feel about the entirety of the Mega Man 8 soundtrack, where I listen to it and I feel like, okay, yeah, where's the rest of it? And the rest doesn't really come. Well, yeah, and this is this is a, a, a redo or a new arrangement of his theme from Mega Man 7. But if this one is, again, like Coffee Shop Mega Man with like a little bit of like a kind of like electronic, like weird noise that underlays the entire track. Yeah. Oh, you mean they use the electronic weird noise machine for this? Yes, the electronic weird noise. It's like a, uh, I don't even know how to describe It's just like, it sounds like a a weird kind of glitchy electronic noise. It's just like humming in the background of the song the entire time. It to a degree fits the character of bass, who's sort of like erratic and and you know, uh, uh, kind of crazy. You know, he's made by Wiley, and you know he has robot issues to resolve. Uh, however, yeah, it, it just to me it's like well, I'd rather be listening to the Mega Man Seven version, and even the Seven version, uh, you know, bass's theme is fairly repetitive it's not a very long theme you only hear it a few times in the game mm-hmm. does, that as much, does it have as much bass as this one does possibly more i think more honestly I mean, yeah it should oh really i'm gonna say because it definitely has to have more bass if it's a bassist theme yeah i think seven's bass bassist theme has a little bit more bass yeah i, I think it does uh xander's right the the, the Mega Man 8 soundtrack is sort of like what Mega Man listens to when he's like, you know, sipping on tea in a coffee shop and like, you know, relaxing with a a book. It's fine. It's nice music. I enjoy it. But in the grand scheme of all the Mega Man games, you know, what can we cover on Legend of Retro? One through ten? Eight falls to the bottom of my list. I think even in our uh, bracket, I think there's only one entry from this from Mega Man 8. I believe you are right. You know, it's it's not a super memorable soundtrack aside from a few little songs here and there. And even then, it's still odd. It's 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 quite an oddity for the the Mega Man series in general. I think I think both Clown Man and Tengu Man are in it, aren't they? Uh Tengu Man is in it, but it's not this Tengu Man. Oh, okay. that is correct. There are technically three different versions That's of Mega right. Man's theme, and it's the other. The other one is from Mega Man and Base. That's right. Which is the best version? Now I hate to contradict you, Craig. No, but you we do it. need to play. I, you're right. <laughs> I, we do need to play one more song for Mega Man Eight, because when I think of the things that I like about Mega Man Eight, on the top of that list, almost always is Doctor Wily's Stage One theme. And yes, it's a stage where you have jump, jump, slide, slide. But this song. Every time I'm like, okay, I've had enough jump, jump, slide, slides. I've died enough. I'm not going to play this game anymore. I'm done. This song starts. I'm like, okay, I'll listen to it a little bit more. I love this song. So if we if we can take a second and listen to Dr. Wily Stage 1 from Mega Man 8, this is hands down my favorite song in the game. I think I can oblige. Let's give it a listen. <laughs> Thank you. 
that uh though i will say it doesn't feel like a mega man song it's so to me i think it, it's it doesn't feel like your traditional mega man song for sure but i think the the fact that it shows you like dr wiley's hideout in this game is like in a volcano where it has like lava all around it and you're trying to like get in and get to this laboratory that's in the middle of this giant lava pool i feel like it fits that situation i feel like it's like a, you're sneaking in things are gonna get kind of like dark and heavy and it's like I don't know. I just I think it's very fitting for the stage. Yeah, if if I had to put this in a um, a genre, it would be uh, secret volcano layer genre. That's my favorite genre of music. Yeah, and it's know. not it's not anything crazy or overly fancy. I just like the different the different t- tones that are going. The bass line I think is is really cool. I like the distortion on the guitar kind of sound uh, that that goes through it. I just I like how everything even gets its own break and you can kind of hear it individually and then it all comes back together i think it's just a really cool composition and i i'm sure mm. i'm i'm the weird one out on this one but i i just love this song yeah i'm not i'm not big on this one for me it i would think it was made by sega because it sega it like robot farts yeah okay. I heard robot farts it was great and that's why chops <laughs> loves it so much the robot farts. <laughs> it, it fits two categories robot farts and volcano lair uh, this is the this is the first episode that I've been on since my my son was born, and who knows when I'll be able to jump back on. I would be remiss to not bring up this song That's on okay. an episode that I'm bringing we're, in. On, so. We're glad to have you back, Lugnut. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I tell you what, guys, uh, let's have our final thoughts on Mega Man Eight. Uh, Xander, since it's so nice to to have you back here, let's have you go first. What are your final thoughts? Final thoughts on Mega Man Eight. Um, a lot of potential, not really using any of it, aka me in high school. Um, just uh, it's it's uh, it's Mega Man, so it's got that going for it. It's just not very memorable. Chops, how about for you? It's one of those games that I think will ever, forever live in my gaming history as one that I really, really, really want to play, but I don't think I'd have enough energy to actually play and beat it. Um, which is sad because, like, sure, I could force myself to play and beat it, but I don't think I'd feel good about it afterwards, <laughs> which is the worst part. Like, is you want to feel that sense of accomplishment, not just to beat something to beat something. So I, I applaud people who really, really enjoy this game. The speed runs of it are, re- are really great, I think. But as far as me playing it casually, it, I'd have to be paid to do it. I, yeah. uh... Actually, if I can piggyback off that thought, it's uh, it's kind of like the Iron Man three for me, like in the all, entire the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I keep going back to Iron Man three, thinking maybe I'll like it this time, and I never do. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any better than him building his suit with a box of scraps in a cave. Look, Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, yeah, Mega Man 8 is, 
it's it's interesting because I know for a lot of people it it must mean a lot to them. It's a Mega Man game on the PlayStation. So for those who got into video gaming in that era, this might have been their introduction to Mega Man. And I'm so sorry Ooh. if it was because my lord, it is not as good as the others. The music is fine, but not as good as the others. It they decided to give it voice acting and I, I argue that the voice acting in every other Mega Man game is better when it didn't have voice acting. I never even considered that. What if what if the Brutus one's first experience with Mega Man was Mega Man 8 and all this time <laughs> he didn't know how great the series was? Yeah, uh, it's kind of a, a tricky thing. Like, if this was your first Mega Man game, you probably didn't play any other Mega Man games. But if you did, imagine how cool it was, like, I played Mega Man 8, and it was okay. I wanted to play others, and they were so much better. Holy crap, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's it's just... It's the, the, the unloved black sheep stepchild of the family. And uh, on its own, it's fine. It's an okay game. It's not bad. It's not egregious on its own, except for the voice acting. Uh, <laughs> but when you compare it... To all the other Paragons that came before it, it's just like, man, man, Mega Man, you peaked a long time ago. Uh, but how about for you, Glitch? What uh, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously the game doesn't hold up as well as the other ones, but there, there's one other thing that really bothers me about this game, and we're going to talk spoilers here about the end of the game, so if you don't want to hear it, you know, go to our Retro Rewind, fast forward a little bit, but... Um, a couple weeks ago, we covered Croc, and Craig had mentioned his disdain for how they presented the ending. It was just uh, like, a, thanks for playing, see you later, take care, or whatever. What, what, what was it? Take just, care. It was, uh, yeah. Croc will return, take care. So after you beat Wily, the, the energy absorbs into Mega Man. He's held as the building falls down, and he's essentially dying. So Duo comes and saves him by sucking the evil energy out of him, and... Mega Man is passed out, so he doesn't, you know, get to say thank you or anything. Proto Man helps Duo leave the planet, and so when Mega Man comes conscious, he finds Proto Man, and Proto Man's like, "Yeah, Duo had a message for you." Mega Man's like, "Duo did?" He goes, "Yeah." He said, "Thank you," and it's like. That's all Duo had to say. Like nothing about like his adventures outside. You know, like that could have like they could have left it as a cliffhanger for the next game. Nothing, just thank you. And I just thought that it was kind of just like new phone. Who who's this? Like I didn't I did not appreciate how they left that ending. But Duo never never comes back, with the exception of like the weird racing games and the and the weird uh, like fighting games. Duo's never seen nor heard from again. So imagine how disappointed you would have been if it was a cliffhanger and nothing ever happened. Like, what if Proto Man had said, Duo had a message for you? Credits. <laughs> you never found out what that message was. At least now you know it was just, thanks. Thanks, bye. Thanks. All right, guys. We, we've dunked on Mega Man 8. <laughs> Not enough for me uh, and my taste, but you know what? We've probably dunked on it enough. Let's go ahead and jump on in to our Retro Rewind. Ready to go back in time? It's Retro Rewind. Grand Theft Auto 3. I'll get into CDI starting at 
Say it. Sega! Sega! The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. So Mega Man 8 came out in January of 1997. Uh, now, I uh, pulled up... Anytime there's no specific date, it's tough for me because I go through the old Detroit Free Presses. And uh, I, so I brought up the 1st of January and I was like, all right, it's New Year's. There can't be anything that interesting. Uh Normally, I bring you guys horrible, terrible tragedies from history. Sure do. But today, there's actually two news stories in the free press that were way closer to the front page than they had any right to be. Uh, but because it was the New Year's Day, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, the first news story was that Cabbage Patch children, Cabbage Patch kids, I should say, uh, the dolls, <laughs> were getting warning labels. Because they were eating children. What? What? Oh, right, right, right. They were the ones that you could feed french fries to. Yes! Kids would stick their fingers in. Yep, I remember that. Kids kids were being eaten by Cabbage Patch Kids. They weren't literally being eaten. They were being devoured alive by Cabbage Patch Kids. They were putting their fingers in the mouth that had this like motorized thing that would like bring the things in. So your finger would get sucked in. So Ooh. it was trying to eat your fingers. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, and apparently it was strong enough that little kids could not get their fingers out. This was a big deal. It actually uh, kind of was. Uh, uh, apparently a lot of the kids' problems was that it was getting like stuck in their hair. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I saw that uh, story, and I knew I had to talk about it. But the other thing that caught my attention was uh, the fact that uh, the television rating system was going into effect. Oh, yeah, we got TVY, TVMA, TV, was it 13? Or... Uh, we had uh, TV, uh, Y, Y7, G, PG, 14, and M. Yep, that's right. Uh, and what I thought was real cool is the fact that uh, uh, they had some examples listed to give us an idea of some of the TV that was going on at the time. Yeah. CBS had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which it was Y7. The Rose Bowl Parade was G. Touched by an Angel was PG. Chicago Hope was TV 14. On ABC, the Bugs Bunny and Tweety show was Y. Sabrina the Teenage Witch was G. Lois and Clark was PG. And NYPD Blue was TV 14. Really? Not TVMA? No, 14, supposedly. At least according was, to the free press at the time. Uh, TVMA, the, or NYPD, was the first show to uh, say the S-word on TV. They sure were. Maybe that episode would have changed that particular episode. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it didn't It didn't happen until, like, two, probably like 2000 or something like that. Oh, okay, it was like 2000, so 2001. A few years later. Well, it's probably good they introduced the uh, the TV ratings in 97, because that following year in August, South Park would, would start airing. Oh. Uh, so, good on them getting that ready to go. Uh, Glitch, what kind of video games uh, were coming out in January of 97? Yeah, so uh, it was a small list. I don't know if maybe because it's after the holiday rush, so January is probably a slower time to release games. Um on the Sega Saturn, they had Die Hard Trilogy worldwide. Um, in, Di in Japan, they had Die Hard the Arcade for Sega Saturn and Tomb Raider for the Sega Saturn. But they also got Final Fantasy VII and Intelligent Cube for the PlayStation. 
in the United States, we got a Game Boy game in 1997. It was Tasmania 2. Marvelous. They were still, still pumping out Game Boy games. Uh, we got for the PlayStation, Clock Tower, Cool Borders, and Command and & Conquer. And then we also got NBA Hang Time for the N64. Man, no wonder kids bought Mega Man 8. There wasn't a lot of competition that month. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, chop some up for you. What'd you find? Well, um, aside from the thing I found about FF7, which I thought was crazy, um, a couple movies I want to spotlight that were released. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's my territory. Is it? Yes. Oh. This is the first time we've had all four of us for a retro Rewind. Rewind? Dr. Wiley. Dr. Wiley. I, yeah, I don't know if you're going to mention the two movies that I chose. Well, there's only like six movies that release, so we probably are <laughs> going to say the same thing. But why don't you go ahead? I've got other stuff I can talk about. I, I was going to talk about Beverly Hills Ninja. Yep. Fantastic movie. Guarantee you won't talk about the sequel to Angels in the Outfield, Angels in the End Zone. What? <laughs> no, you're right. Wasn't that a direct to to, to video? I don't. I think it was. It had I'm to sure be. It was. I pulled up. I pulled up the uh, the theatrical releases, and yes, Beverly Hills Ninja. And then let's see if you guys remember any of these classics: Night Watch, mm-hmm. Fierce Creatures, uh, Alien Visitor, uh, Picture Perfect, uh, The Relic. Hey, The Relic, and, and Lost Highway. Not The Relic, da-da-da, just The Relic. Oh. And Lost Highway. Yeah. Oh, and guess what else? Star Wars A New Hope Special Edition came out January 31st, 1997 in theaters mm-hmm. for three weeks before being replaced by Empire Strikes Back Special Edition, which was there for three weeks, which was then replaced by Return of the Jedi for three weeks. And those are so, sweet huh? uh, nine weeks. <laughs> yep. And then Han never shot first ever again. Bump kiss. No. Let's go back to Angels in the End Zone. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want you all to look up this, the uh, the box art slash poster for this and see how creepy Christopher Lloyd looks. I can just standing next, standing next to high school children. Not not pro, this isn't pro sports anymore. They're high, it's a high school football team who has been down on their luck and needs a prayer to help them get back into the season. Is that is that Matthew Lawrence? I think it is. It is Matthew Lawrence. Oh God! <laughs> hey kids, I'm gonna help you win at games. Why don't I'm you sorry. come with me? In this era, all I can remember is is um, Christopher Lloyd as that weird bum in Dennis the Menace. <laughs> so whenever I picture him in movies, I just picture that real creepy Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Yeah, Christopher Lloyd on the cover of Angels of the End Zone has nothing on him stealing a kid's apple. <laughs> right. Uh, I uh, I didn't know this movie existed. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, apparently there's a third movie that came out uh, with, uh, there was Angels in the Infield. What? Yep. Patrick Warburton think... and David Adelgar. Yeah, I don't think he what? was in it. That is, that, uh, I... Xander, what do you have anything else for us? Well, as I as I am known to do in a retro rewind to everybody but chops, I pulled up the movies that released in January. Uh, I also pulled up uh, TV debuts and TV special events that happened in January. Oh, let's hear. Um, so we'll start with events that had happened. Uh, Cartoon Network launches in New Zealand for the first time. Ooh. 
Dexter's Labor Dexter's Laboratory uh, season one finale airs. And can, and you, can you go back and say these all in the Doctor Wiley voice for me, please? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, in January of 1997, Cartoon Network launched in New Zealand, and Dexter's Laboratory uh, airs its season finale in the month of January on Cartoon Network. Uh, King of the Hill is uh, <laughs> premieres on Fox, and uh, that's about it, really. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. I, I'm really sad it's not February because there's some cool stuff that happened in February. But just in case we ever talk about a game that releases in February, I'm going to save it for that. It has something to do with The Simpsons. Ooh. Uh, I guess we know what our next hunt on uh, video game releases is. You know I'm going <laughs> to find one. And uh, unlike most other months that we've looked up, there was only one song that dominated all of January this uh this year of 1997 which was tony braxton's unbreak my heart oh yeah that was that dominated for so long from january 4th all the way to february 15th was the number one song and was finally uh knocked out by wannabe by the spice girls that is a crying shame i i i have a uh uh like uh how do i put it stockholm syndrome when it comes to the spice girls because of my sister playing their cd over and over and over again. Wait, uh, she means you just up your life, right? Craig? You're saying Stockholm Soldier, but it sounds like you're traumatized by this. I thought you would be in love with the Spice Girls. No, only. Uh, I was trying to Stockholm. Isn't that when you fall in love with your captor? Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. And I meant what I said by uh, saying that <laughs> that's what I had for the Spice Girls. Uh, I was going to say, I thought maybe it would be from when I had you guys play Spice World, the video game on the PlayStation 1. Oh, no, he already had, if you go back and watch that, he was already very angry that we were playing that for the same reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't wasn't a fan. Uh, oh, lost my train of thought. Let's, can, we, <laughs> can we just jump to the music bracket? Can we just Is do that, that right now? what you want, now? Craig? Do you want us to jump to the music? I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. (laughs) So tell us what you want, what you really, really want. Let's jump to the music bracket. So we have, as every round has shown us, uh, the choice of, of which of your children you're going to save, essentially. Every one of these songs is amazing. And first up, from the original Mega Man, Composed by Maname Matsume, we have the theme of a Lackman. Let's go ahead and go on a journey. <laughs>
awesome theme and you might feel right off the bat that it's like okay yeah i got this this is you know Lechman. he's gonna win but Lechman is going against a song from mega man 4 composed by minai fuji and yasuaki fujita we have the theme of dive man let's go ahead and give this a listen I wish I could I, say I really dig that song, but it's all water. Hmm. Wah, wah. I challenge anyone to listen to that song and not bop their head or tap their finger because it's almost impossible with that track. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, now, as I mentioned early in the episode, I do have in front of me the uh, Robot Master Field Guide. And I didn't tell you guys this, but every single page, every Robot Master has a quote associated with it. Would you like to hear the quotes for Elect Man and Dive Man, respectively? Please. Feel the power of my thunder beam. By pressing yuck. pause over and over again? <laughs> yes. And then Dive Man's is, yuck, I feel seasick. Oh, God. That's so <laughs> awful for a guy who literally lives under the water. Who would design uh, a robot that way? Dr. Kosick. <laughs> Dive Man is a good listener, which fits his naval disposition. Strangely what? enough, he often suffers from seasickness. He loves to observe vast coral, rele- coral reefs but dislikes Pirate Man as his roguish disrespect for the sea and its sailors. Also, really enjoys a nice cup of coffee. <laughs> Just so weird. I know. I, I ordered that same field guide, and I haven't opened it yet, because I'm like, I'm going to open it up on Christmas. Uh, <laughs> a gift for myself. And now you might just send it back. Yep. Seasick. <laughs> ah, getting rid of this. It's really neat. The uh, zero is included in this book. And the last thing, speaking of, it ties back to Mega Man 8 because of the bad voice acting. His quote is, 
What am I fighting for? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. So So, I got the same book, and I just flipped to two random people, and their quotes are insane, and I don't think they're in the bracket, so I'm just going to say theirs out loud. Top man's is You Spin Me Right Round Baby. Oh, nice. Like a record baby? (laughs) Right round. And Winman's is I Know Kung Fu. No, it's not. I swear to God. Why is it that? What does that have to do with anything? Why is it a Matrix reference? Yes, why is that there? Can confirm. (laughs) Outside of agricultural work, he enjoys Kung Fu and is said to be an excellent cook, but laments his inability to ride bicycles and hates herbal medicines. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) These are like dating profiles, not robot specs. Oh, that's oh, what I need man. to use for my dating profile when I jump back into you, things after quarantine time. You, yeah, I know should, Kung uh, Fu. Every, every month, you <laughs> a random page, and that's your, that's your dating profile for oh, that month. I wonder which robot master would get me the most dates. Hmm. <clears throat> so, that's a Patreon special for another time, as far oh, as I'm concerned. Sure. <laughs> I don't know about that. We, that we review the Mega Man Field Guide? I think it has to be. Yes. After, yes. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure that. Yeah. After chops, oh, well, and it also has to be from the aspect of me using it in a, a dating profile. Uh, it has to be. <laughs> I won't have it. I won't be on the episode any other way. Uh, but we're missing something very important. We need to talk about how all of the the uh, our listeners can vote on each of the brackets every week. So first up, we have our Facebook page. If our listeners go to the Facebook account, uh, they can go ahead and jump in on a reaction uh, poll. Uh, You just choose the right reaction for the Robot Master you want. There's our Twitter account. Uh, We also have our Discord. If you go to Patreon, or if you go to GameZillaMedia.com, you can go ahead and uh, sign up for our Discord and chat with us there. Let us know uh, how you feel about Mega Man 8. How you feel about all the robot masters? Did you get that field guide? Which one do you think I should use for my dating profile? It's all there. I've got that answer. I've got that answer right now, Craig. Well, save it to... for the Patreon. Page. Save it for a Patreon <laughs> special. Our Patreon members are incredibly special, and they deserve to know that secret. But Xander, that gives me a beautiful segue into the final way to vote. If you go to Patreon.com/slash/GameZillaMedia. You're going to be able to, at the $1 tier, get an extra vote there every week. Uh, But there's other perks for being on our Patreon as well. Glitch, let's hear some of those perks. Yeah, so if you're nice enough to give us $5, you can get our bonus episode, which is Game Shark. Once a month, we release it at the end of the month, where we cover our draft for the brackets. We do Rhythm of Retros, lists. And sounds like in the future we're going to be doing the Mega Man Field Guide Craig Dating Profile. So if you want to hear that episode, you got to become a patron. Uh, do you want to hear about all of Craig WK's preferences when it comes to his dating life? Well, you're going to have to jump on Patreon. <laughs> so obviously we, we appreciate all of our supporters. Uh, go to patreon.com slash gamesallmedia. Uh, yeah, it, it's, and you get all the, the bonus content for every other show on the network. It's a great, great value, uh, but you get that sweet, sweet Game Shark special at the $5 tier. Uh, but guys, we've dunked on Mega Man 8. 
We've, you know, gone into the past. We've talked about our bracket. I think it's time that we go ahead and sign off. So, we'll see y'all next time. When the legend continues. continues. See you in my dreams. One more dunk on Mega Man 8. It's Willy Willy Mediocre. <laughs> I'll put that in the credits after the song. Perfect. <laughs>